Good afternoon, everybody. We're back under the scope, reporting live on a gloomy Monday afternoon in St. Louis, or at least it's gloomy over here. Uh, how's the weather out in Cali? Pretty freaking awesome. Really? Like, actually, or are you just being sarcastic? No, it's actually like a pretty awesome day, which is great. Oh, great! Because it wasn't gloomy the last two days. Yeah, ours are like, like yeah, we're like yeah, high forties like and rainy. So that's yeah, us. it's like sixty-five today. Jeez, man! I'm sorry I haven't you. Yeah, and I'm taking so much time out of your afternoon to do this podcast. I'm sorry about that, man. You could be enjoying awesome Cali weather, but alas, that's why that's why I've been trying to delay this as much as possible. <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't think so, man. Do you want to do it today? And then you look outside. Hmm, nah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm your host, Will Brost, as per usual, and uh, Patrick's calling on the other side of the line. Uh, we uh, this is our a first for our podcast. Uh, I think uh, we're doing a film soundtrack. Oh no no no! It's not actually. Oh really? We did Compton. That was our very. Oh, that was first, the first one. That was our very very first podcast. That's right, and that's a lost podcast. That's on the SoundCloud days way back. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. so I guess this technically is the. Uh, a first yeah, for, for this yeah. podcast. I forgot about Compton, though. You're right. So yeah, this is yeah. a uh, we're doing a soundtrack. Uh, normally, well, let me just say what it is. We're doing. Uh, you may have heard of the Black Panther movie, right? We're yeah, doing that, that, that little thing. Yeah, we're doing. It's the the Malcolm X biopic or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we're doing the uh, the soundtrack for that film, uh, and the artist is various artists. So I'll do a quick introduction on various artists, as I tend to do in all of our reviews. Um, so various artists uh, come from various places. Uh, they perform music in various genres. Right. Exa- yeah, so uh, I liked their last record. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, so the, the artists... They, they, yeah. put out, they put out a ton of different things. <laughs> you know? They do a lot of soundtracks, as it turns various out. Various artists have an extensive amount of work <laughs> uh, so so this time I, I have this whole list uh i'll just rattle off a few names the artists include kendrick lamar who curated and executive produced this soundtrack uh SZA, schoolboy q two chains khaled not dj khaled but khaled uh sway lee from race remard uh vin staples georgia smith Absol, Anderson Pack, James Blake, uh, J Rock, Future, Zakari, Travis Scott, The Weeknd, and plenty of others as well. Uh, I'm not going to do an extensive introduction on every artist I just mentioned, but essentially they all work in either uh, contemporary hip hop or modern R&B or some blend of both. Uh, this is the soundtrack, not the score, the soundtrack. Uh, to accompany the latest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe entitled Black Panther, which is a movie that is just dominating the cultural zeitgeist uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and and uh, I- I'm going to throw the term cultural zeitgeist in as much as I can because I think I sound smarter when I say it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do it too now. Yeah, if you I, if you say it five times on a podcast, I hear Pitchfork just hires you right off the spot. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Black Panther the album. Uh, what did you think? 
I, I, I mean, I was really impressed by how much um, I liked on the album. I was kind of skeptical at first about, you know, a Marvel, an MCU. I love Marvel, but, you know, like a Marvel soundtrack. Right. Um, just how, what the quality of it would be. But Kendrick being an executive producer was like, I mean, that's a good sign right, right away. So it's like, okay, well, we'll see. And I was surprised by how much I actually did like on it, um, even though there is still some stuff on here that's kind of that mm-hmm. I didn't really care for or is just kind of forgettable. Um, it was like definitely a pleasant surprise. I didn't really expect it to be really that much of anything. I thought there was going to be a, just a couple songs that were like really cool that were going to be used in the soundtrack. Oh, sorry, man, I was burping like crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, I thought there was just going to be a couple of cool big songs that were going to be used in the sa- in the soundtrack of the actual film, mm-hmm. and then everything else would be kind of like. Mm. <laughs> but it plays like a like most of it plays like a like a pretty good Kendrick record. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree for the most part. Uh, I'll uh, I forgot to mention this in the intro, but we're doing something a little different with this one. Um, we're beginning this podcast with a spoiler free review of the soundtrack mm-hmm. and then after the fact if you've seen the movie or if you don't care about spoilers uh stay tuned we'll do a a, a spoiler rendition of a film half review we'll just kind of give our thoughts on black panther the film at the very end so if you have seen the movie stick around if you haven't we won't spoil anything during the album review so uh so yeah, that's that. Uh, I agree right. uh, uh, overall, and it's this. It, it's the the big existential question here, as with a lot of soundtracks, is how much compromise is acceptable. Meaning, you as you mentioned, this is a Disney Marvel film. It it, it the the music has to appeal to the masses and be watered down in some regard. But how mm-hmm. how much of that are we willing to live with versus you know just trying to make the best musical album possible? And I think in general this album does a pretty good job of that. I mean, a couple of songs uh, without even mentioning, you can tell where I'm going. But a couple of the songs are very obviously made just for the movie, just so yeah, it, very family friendly songs. Uh, but then you have. A couple songs like uh, like Paramedic, as an example, or Ops, mm-hmm. that are more rugged and uh, more for an early twenties, you know, hip hop fandom audience. Uh, so I, I like how they tried to balance both sides uh, of that spectrum. But that 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 was my biggest fear going in as well. Is uh, you know this is kind yeah. Of, yeah yeah. Yeah, that's what I was. That's that's kind of what I was afraid of too. Was like this. So since it's Marvel. Um, it, you know this giant fucking Goliath of a of a of I mean it's Disney and Marvel. That's mm-hmm. this humongous corporation. You know, I was afraid that it was going to be kind of like um, glossed over, like in its entirety, kind of glossed over, and just kind of just a generic, like you know, maybe some decent things here and there. Um, that's basically what I was expecting out of it, but I think they did a really good job of like of maintaining 
I mean, I'm not like like I'm not blown away by this thing. Oh, me either. No. Yeah, I like I'm not. I'm really not like. I, it's not like amazing or anything. But like, I what I'm most impressed by, like I'm not even. I'm more impressed by the amount of integrity that they let the artists have on here more than I'm impressed by the music. I you know. I, I agree with that. Like for example, Schoolboy Q lays a typical Schoolboy Q verse. You know, he didn't really compromise his verse whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other artists are like Vince Staples is similar in that regard. But the bigger, I guess Kendrick, I think had to tone down a little bit. Like this is the man that gave us, you know, to pimp a butterfly and uh, all these other highbrow, conceptual, if not aggressive works of hip hop, uh, you know, mm-hmm. ra- racially motivated hip hop, socioeconomic topics everywhere, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. So he, it's uh, y- you want some of that same feeling on the soundtrack, but at the same time, this is Marvel, and uh, this is a movie that, while it is culturally important for. Uh, the people represented in the movie, um, it's still a movie that Marvel, I sh- I'm sure, needed to market to younger, you know, preteens and even children. So that you couldn't expect yeah. Kendrick to just be a full on peak creativity, uh, you know, mindset here. They had to tone it down. Yeah. And, uh, and, Overall, I think that it's uh, they do a fine job of towing that line. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I, I agree completely with that. Of yeah, of letting them do their thing, but then they like I think it's it was mostly like um, I think it's the whatever studio. I mean, this is top dog, but like right. you know whatever real you know studio execs from Marvel or whatever are. I mean, they got to have a hand in this. So whatever they allowed, whatever amount of like reins they gave to these artists, I think that they showed a lot of respect mm-hmm. back towards the organization, and just and just kind of and understood like what they they weren't making and yeah, like what you said, they weren't making a Kendrick Lamar like political like right. in your face abrasive kind of album they were making an, an empowering record for black culture basically mm-hmm. it's what it was supposed to be it's I, black panther yeah. so i think that they had a lot of respect for the executives and they and they I, I, it, it feels like um the what like the the it doesn't feel watered down because it feels like they genuinely just wrote an album with the thought in mind of like okay this kids could potentially be listening to this precisely you know we're not gonna we're not gonna pretend to be people we're not but we're also not gonna be you know (laughs) right we're not not gonna be like fucking i don't know yeah we're not gonna be the pimp a butterfly on this and it's not not, yeah and and it's not like i don't mean to oversell it this isn't you know I wouldn't p- play this around my parents or anything. There's still <laughs> a ton of you yeah. know, explicit language and song concepts and all of that. Yeah, but for sure. If you were expecting straight out of Compton or something, you know, it's not to that degree of intensity here. Right. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, let's yeah, let's get into the music. Yeah, that like though. the actual songs here. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. there's a variety of artists, which means there's a variety of styles and a variety of songs on here. Uh, but in general, I think that it it's actually more cohesive than I expected. Uh, outside of the the first two tracks, the transition from the intro track to all the stars with SZA is a little jarring to me, just in that <clears throat> contrast. But if you're picking individual songs from this track list i think that there's a little bit of something for everybody like i would listen to the the khaled song and think oh that's a a song that my friend andrew might like or i would listen to something like paramedic and think oh this is this is something i could play in the gym or something like uh the seasons i think it's called that's something that's Mm -hmm. more reflective uh that might appeal to kind of the heady hip-hop listener so in that regard, I like that. But I was I couldn't I was trying to pin down as I was listening what style might appeal to you the most. So I'm interested in hearing some of your favorites on here. I really like Seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was like the most serious and kind of like um, I, I thought it made like aesthetically the most sense out of any of the songs on here. And then I thought it was, yeah, I, I, I liked it because it was one of the more serious songs on here. And it, it's, it just felt like a lot more engaging than a lot of other moments on here. Um, I really like Paramedic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that it's, I, I thought that it was just um, an impressive example of like classic hip hop structure. But it worked really well like with the context of what those albums supposed to be and then i love ops yeah how could you not yeah yeah i I'll, ops is ops is great i think that's definitely one of the bigger songs on here but that's i mean that's such a well-produced song and uh and vince sounds awesome on here too and whoever was yugen black uh, she had the best verse and I, I'll, I'll get on this but I like the three songs you picked because they exemplify what I love about this record and that's the variety of guests that they get and not only American hip hop artists but African artists like Yugen Black Rock right. on Ops or uh, who is it on Seasons I think his name is uh, Java or something to that extent Java uh, but I yeah. like how it's not just black american artists and not even just popular black american artists like paramedic has sob and rbe on there who at that time aren't popular but i could see them blowing up sooner rather than later uh Mm -hmm. so that's something i liked uh as far as kendrick's album curation was bringing in a variety of artists african and american and shining a light on some lesser known artists as well but yeah uh on ops specifically I think the verses just got better as it went. Kendrick was fine. Uh, Vince Staples, I thought, was very good. Uh, even though Vince I was great. Even though I didn't care for his last album that much, and even though that beat is a beat I may have... you know That, that sounds like it could have belonged on his last record. I think he mm-hmm. fit very well on that. But yeah, Yugen Blackrock, she absolutely stole the show on that song for me. Uh, just Yeah. Full that on spectacular. Ag- that's like as aggressive as this album gets, um, and it's something that I wish this album had more of. Is this sort of just raw yep. delivery, uh, the tribal, like African drums on that song? 
mm-hmm. a general feeling of ruggedness and I don't want to say fear, but you know, uh, aggression, kind of urgency, urgency. That's a great word for it. Yeah, urgency. Yeah, and. So I, I agree with you in that regard. That's why Ops is one of my favorites. That's also why Paramedic is one of my favorites. Same mm-hmm. idea here. Uh, it's a, just a pure, unadulterated banger. And I had to look up SOB and RBE after listening to that song. And um, wow. I, I got to say, they have this infectious, aggressive, if not slightly offbeat delivery that is just... It adds a ton of power to the soundtrack. Um, yeah, so those, right. those were maybe two of my favorite tracks uh, on here. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, okay. So, so beyond that, though, mm-hmm. um, like when we're talking about the bigger tracks, like all the stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is where we and, get problems. And uh, pray for me. Yeah. Um, all the stars. I thought. I think it's a, it's a good radio hit. Um, and SZA sounds great on it. It's I, a really, yeah. It's a really nice hook. Absolutely. Pretty gorgeous beat, but it doesn't make any sense, really. <laughs> like, in in the context of of this soundtrack, it, it doesn't, doesn't really stick feel out. like it. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like it makes any sense in the context of here. That that really feels like, okay, we had to make this song. All right, now let's get back into the Kendrick Lamar stuff. Do you remember uh, Lift Off on Watch the Throne? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, the Beyonce track. Yeah, that's that's kind of what this is. But the yeah. difference is they, the Watch the Throne wasn't a soundtrack. They, I don't know what the excuse was for that song. But here, I at least get the purpose of it. And it's it's important to view yeah. all the stars with this. Uh, you have to adjust your lens here, where you have to kind of view this song as from the perspective of a pop song, right? You have to think like, did this yeah. song do a good job of being like the main pop song, the main accessible song for this soundtrack? And even in that regard, I found it a little underwhelming. Although I agree with you, I love SZA on here. I, I think I would have preferred a solo SZA track. I mean, yeah, I, I get yeah, Kendrick's actually, kind yeah. of the name, but uh, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, if you have Kendrick on here, more people are going to listen to it. But SZA, she's blowing up, and she can hold down music on her own. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think, because as you mentioned, her voices, uh, her vocals, excuse me, are uh, are pretty damn enjoyable on this song yeah they're they're really nice um and yeah i i mean i like what you said there like you got to take it as a pop song mm-hmm. and i mean as far as that goes yeah it's i mean it's it's a really good pop song it's definitely better than a lot of things that are on the radio right now mm-hmm. um so i like it as I, I like it a lot as far as a pop song goes but like it's still like I mean, in context with what this album is, or like what the what the feeling of this album is, that's what starts adding that element of, um, uh, uh, like it starts pulling away from the conceptualness of the album, and 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 adds the you know it like breaks that illusion and then puts in the this is a soundtrack and this is going to be like 
you know a credit song totally um, totally and the same thing with like same thing with like <laughs> pray for me pray for me is a little bit more laughable to me though because <laughs> the weekend right now I, I don't know what he's doing but like he just makes me laugh like the way he <laughs> sings these days is just so like self-serious <laughs> he's just saying he's just stupid things he's just like i don't know it's just like He's still doing like that sad boy style of singing, <laughs> but it's sad like he's boy. not singing like sad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's I don't know. So yeah, yeah. anyway, like so that one is like even more so, and the album like ends with that too. So yeah. I was like, <laughs> and here's here's my thing with the weekend. I think is the, the song "Pray for Me." I think is fine enough. Uh, this won't spoil anything, but the way they use it in the movie, I think, is awesome. I'll leave mm-hmm. that at yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, it's just... Uh, and I'm a fan of The Weeknd. I like his vocals. He it, he sounds like Michael Jackson. Obviously, Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson, but his vocal like timbre has that sort of... Uh, yeah, it's got that same quality. Exactly. But <laughs> but there's he's had so much like mediocre material since 2012 that I had to yeah. like... I had to go back and re-listen to the mixtape trilogy uh, recently just to kind of remind myself, like, oh, yeah, this is why I like The Weeknd. Like, I started questioning yeah. if I ever actually liked The Weeknd. <laughs> well, once you... <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, because, like, once you, like, got kind of past that aesthetic and started, like, being featured on other people's stuff right. and doing and doing his, you know, Weeknd thing... Yeah. But, like, as a feature... He doesn't have that moody, dark, like atmospheric, yeah, style behind him. It's yeah, I, like I started, you know, realizing like I mean, like this guy's really talented, but like I was like <laughs> he's he like it just like his style does not really work. He he's yeah. not very versatile. Yeah, it's like know? he tried to take his style and like make it Bruno Mars or something and it's just not, not no yeah it not doesn't working. work it's just like it, it really makes me just like kind of laugh yeah. like, <laughs> that that 2011 2012 stretch where all mm-hmm. of the R&B artists had that kind of moody R&B uh, like The Weeknd or Party Next Door or Drake's Take Care that was huge yeah. and I loved it at that mm-hmm. time and I don't want to say the weekend should go back to that because I don't think he could do that as well now. But it's just it's just kind of funny, and I actually like his appearance on this record. I mean, I get it for what it is. I like it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I <laughs> I wish I kind of just wish that he would have gotten somebody else other than the weekend. Like, I like the weekend enough but like i think just I, I like i'm tired of hearing him as a feature on things <laughs> i just don't think he works very well as a feature you know yeah i'd rather have bruno mars as a feature honestly <laughs> when i think black panther i think <laughs> bruno, mars, bruno right? mars bruno mars is like the the ellen degeneres of music like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I like that. <laughs> I just came up with that. I'm not even sure how accurate. He's that like, is. he's like undeniably like charismatic and fun. But you're just, but like you're just like, what the fuck? Like, why? You, like, this isn't really that like innovative of stuff right now. <laughs> that's good. So yeah, so uh, I would say I think you 
prefer of the two i'd say i guess you prefer all the stars to pray for me is that correct yeah that's yeah that's that's, uh, okay. that's correct yeah i'm i'm the reverse of you mostly okay. just because i like the drums on pray for me but those two songs are probably the two weakest songs on here and it's just for that mm-hmm. you know that quality we mentioned earlier where you have to compromise the record somewhat to make this record happen and now yeah. that i'm on this i kind of I kind of thought of this idea. What if they just didn't make this a soundtrack? Like, I mean, if you're Kendrick Lamar, you're not going to turn down the opportunity to do a soundtrack for this movie. But what if they just made a, a different album, call it Black Panther or something, and then just go similar concept, but just go balls to the wall in terms of concept and aggression, make it like a real album. But yeah, have this a similar cast of characters involved. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That would be that. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it would yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It sound like that's a that's a that's a good idea. Um, yeah. I mean, the th- oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I feel like they were trying to do that on here, but then mm-hmm. yeah, like the. Uh, you know the whole idea of like this being a soundtrack kind of gets in the way a little bit so it's like the aggression and the um politicalness just gets you know it, it, it's it, it just gets kind of stopped right right at a certain point there's a ceiling to it so you know it's like i think that the that you know kendrick did a good job with what he had on here um, but yeah, you're right. Like the conceptualness of it was like just halfway there. Like yeah. it felt like he had an idea in his head. And and, and people of, were waiting. Yeah, people were waiting there. for uh, for a long time for a quote unquote black hippie project. So that's like Kendrick mm-hmm. and Schoolboy, Absol, all those guys. They were fans have been wanting like a mixtape or something from them forever. And if this is the closest we get yeah. to that, I'm kind of a little disappointed. But. Um, yeah yeah because i feel like it could have been just i mean with this cast right like so much better yeah um but yeah i yeah i I don't know i like yeah the that whole the whole conceptualness of black panther is like it's like halfway there and there's certain parts of here i'm like oh that's cool you know right Uh, Mm -hmm. especially on ops Mm-hmm. especially on seasons mm-hmm. on uh on on even on paramedic to a certain extent mm-hmm. i feel like that's more classic hip-hop um right things like that but yeah like but then yeah it gets lost with the with the uh pray for me with the old stars with like redemption oh yeah i forgot um, about, I, I forgot about that song uh, yeah speaking of speaking of the weekend Mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty much all Zach or Z- Zakari. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like he's basically just a great value weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, like I've only heard him on here and then on uh, on Dam. On Dam, yeah. yeah. But in both aspects, I'm just like I like don't really get the like why this guy is what he is like he's got a good voice but yeah i don't know there's some quality to his voice that i'm just like i'm like why why is he on here like i don't really like this there's so many 
it's just that weird like it's got like a too much of like this boyish tone to him or something baby you know? i want you baby i need yeah. you yeah uh and since we're all i feel like i feel like what he does the weekend can do like 10 mm-hmm. times better that's yeah yeah they made and they should have like, just had the so, weekend do that yeah so that i'm like okay then why is he here like <laughs> that's actually that's an interesting point uh i haven't even really thought about that but in general i like the features a lot but maybe some artists would have been better in different places like on different beats perhaps uh and an example of that where i think the placement doesn't work is you have this aggressive beat on King's Dead, which isn't exactly the, the normal stomping grounds for Future, right? And so on this beat, I don't think Future sounds at home. And his verse I mean. is fine enough until you get to <laughs> that... Slabamina! 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 Just like... Like just... I just put I put all my notes on here. All like all I put on King's Dead was what the fuck is Future doing on this first? Dude, no. And then I put decent song. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I had to say. Dude, I'm, no, I mean we basically have the same thing. Like we plagiarized my notes verbatim. I'm staring at them right now. It says, "What the fuck is Future doing with this la di da di da slob on me knob shit?" It's great to hear J Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing with this is like i love hearing j-rock i usually don't like his albums front to back but just a dose of j-rock on an album yeah, is right. always fun and his flow and delivery is again it brings that aggression that i wish there was more of but he's not saying shit he is just <laughs> he's just going around like i gotta go get it i gotta go get it i gotta get it just just saying stuff to say it yeah yeah it's like he found a good line and said it like four times and then in that time he thought of another line and said that four times so he's not really that that was the one song and this kind of goes to a larger point a larger gripe i have with this record this is the only song i guess and the title track by default that i think kendrick performed the best on I think he had. Mm-hmm. I think he had the best verse on King's Dead. You know, toward the end. Besides his, besides the the solo track. Exa- exactly. So yeah. So yeah. the only I guess full on solo track it, with Kendrick is the intro track. So I'm not even counting that. But all these other yeah. songs he's on, uh, like uh, Ten, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he's on Paramedic. He's on All the Stars. He's on. He's yeah, on like he's half on, of these songs, right? He's on Big Shot with Travis Big Scott. Big Shot, with, yeah. yeah. But it, it's... And even with this whole we need to compromise because it's a soundtrack disclaimer, even with working with that disclaimer, I think Kendrick disappoints me lyrically on this record. And I wonder, not to get too macro and existential about it, but I think I'm starting to question if we've seen... Kendrick's peak uh, as an artist for, for lyrically because Damn was like in my top 15 last year great album but it wasn't because Kendrick was like rapping at his A plus level right that control verse is like forever ago now and uh, mm-hmm. the Damn and his appearances on this record 
though fine and enjoyable, he lyrically he's toned it back a little bit, and I've been less impressed with what he's been saying, even if his flow is still just top notch. Um, so that's kind of my mini rant on Kendrick Lamar here. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're talking less about this album itself, this soundtrack, and more about just the pattern you're seeing. Yeah, yeah. I guess, um, I guess, kind of both. But my first thought was, this isn't an album I would show to somebody if they wanted, if they wanted me to prove to them why Kendrick Lamar is like the best rapper of all time no, or right. whatever. I wouldn't yeah. show him this album. And then I thought yeah. about it. It's like you know, I wouldn't really show him Damn either. So I'm kind of thinking maybe there's a slight downward trend going. Okay, maybe yeah, so. maybe it's not, maybe he's not, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I, I think that it's definitely possible he may have peaked mm-hmm. with To Pimp a Butterfly, yeah. because, I mean, that's a uh, what, masterpiece yeah, that's of a rap of, album. Right. And, it's one of my favorite yeah. albums ever. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. that's, if you're peaking at that, then you're fine. You had an amazing career. Right. Um, not to say his career is over, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We're not. I'm not trying to be like the Kendrick Lamar is done guy. I'm just. It's just as something I kind of observed, or as yeah. I was listening. So maybe it's not so much that like, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's more of like, like realizing how little of like how little competition in as far as lyricism mm, goes mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar actually has mm. in this hip hop world. Interesting. Because I think because I think like, you know, the whole thing with, you know, greatest rapper ever arguments, the reason that people are always they always go back to Biggie and Pac, Jay Z and Oz and like, you know, right. and Eminem and they start spouting their reasons why. A lot of it is because of like the competition that they had at that point, and then, you know, how great of lyricists lyricists they are. Right. Right. Um, that's, so that's and Kendrick's a good Kendrick's a great lyricist, but like, I'm like, I mean, now that you're saying that, I'm like thinking like maybe the reason that like our generation is so high. I mean, he's amazing. He's oh like, yeah yeah yeah. I I think it, it, you know he's definitely a top five hip-hop artist probably ever just you know as far as influence goes yeah if anything yeah for sure for sure um but like maybe part of it's like we haven't seen especially in the mainstream because that's the other thing all those guys were the biggest hip-hop artists of their day like it was popular to be your top-notch lyrically every single time yeah they were the biggest stars in the hip-hop world right so maybe it's more of a thing like we because ours is like we got drake and you know uh yeah kanye is still there i mean that's you know a little bit different mm-hmm. uh travis scott um chance is up there chance is an amazing lyricist yeah that's, uh, that's you a, know like, like yeah pe- people like that those are our this this generation's like biggest artists and then you have kendrick lamar so right, it's like right he's just right. on a whole different like his he's on a whole different level of lyricism so maybe that's what people are seeing they're like seeing this and they're like oh my god you know right. compared to what all this is going on that's yeah. that's an interesting point you know the, yeah there there could be some truth to that 
and or maybe he's just saving all of his best material for like his next album or something and i'm gonna look stupid for even suggesting this on this podcast well if that's the case i mean if he if he manages to come out with that that's what i'm saying like if he manages to come out with something as good as Dependent Butterfly or something that can be like rivaled to that. Yeah. Then the guy's gotta be at least in the argument of best ever. Right, right. Yeah. Because like to drop that, you know. But yeah, you're right. Like I mean like it's definitely possible. I don't wanna say that like we I don't wanna I don't think that it's like good time good timing to say like, oh yeah, he's on the decline. Yeah. So, like it, anything it, yeah. can happen. The guy's really young and he's super talented. So like right. you know and I don't so, yeah I I don't mean to suggest that you have to be Aesop rock to be a good rapper right like I think lyrics are only part of the equation like you can be dry, oh, yeah yeah like, you I have think to have, yeah you have to have like I mean it it's concepts it's a, it's all I mean it's it's an art so it's anything exactly. you want it to be it, it's a, so you can be a good a very good rapper even if your lyrics are toned down kind of like I think Drake is a very good rapper honestly yeah but yeah same it's not because, because he's delivery. as delivery. Right, and his his uh yeah. his charisma and all of that, and I don't I don't think that uh, you know, but 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 Kendrick has kind of, though he has a, a good combination of other great qualities, he's been known as kind of the guy that's brought solid lyricism back to the mainstream. Right, he's kind of like oh the the old heads like Kendrick because he's lyrical, and if he tones yeah, that right. down, that's fine. He's still a, a very good rapper, and it's not like his lyrics are trash now. It's just not. To the level I'm, I'm, I'm used to for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my mini side rant on on Kendrick Lamar. But yeah, it, the, th- you know. the the thing that the I've noticed. I mean, like just to make a quick point about that sure. too. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I've noticed about Kendrick more so than like, um, you know, similar artists. Like, I think maybe the closest artist as far as like real hip-hop art as far as real talent goes i mean it's on the complete other end um so in this day that i could compare to is kanye mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's on you know he's on a different end because kanye's not a lyricist but you know what right. i'm saying right as far as like talent goes like an influence goes oh, i think that like yeah. the closest thing i could find is him but the difference with kendrick that i'm finding um is like he's he's more He's he's like a lot more compromising with his visions, and so mm. he'll dip into pop, mm-hmm. and he'll dip into like all sorts of commercial stuff. And I wonder if that like you know, if that aspect of stuff like I don't know, like I wonder if it helps or hurts him. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it. I think it helps him like gain more notoriety and more like publicity and everything. But yeah. I wonder if it hurts him, like, as far as, like, working on his craft as a lyricist and as a, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kendrick, though he's, like, one of the most ambitious rappers ever, has more of a tendency to follow trends than someone like Kanye West. Whereas Kanye sets trends, like, every single time. Yeah, yeah, so that's, and that's, that's the only, that's the thing that I'm seeing, and, and, as, as far as like uh, like the influence aspect of, of Kendrick, I, I'm I'm wanting I'm wanting more of that to be there because I think he can do it mm-hmm. where he can just it, where he can be a complete influencer. Right. Um, but I think he's still really young. So yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's still got. And again, I'm not trying to kill him off now. It's just you know, uh, 
But as far as the music on the Black Panther soundtrack goes, because Kendrick kind of toned it down a little bit to me, and maybe this was intentional too, but the, the features on here are showcased, and I think brilliantly. I love mm-hmm. so many of the feature verses on this record, uh, especially just kind of a track we haven't talked about yet, but it's my favorite one on this album, I would say. For a multitude of reasons, uh, bloody waters with uh, Absol, uh, Anderson, Pat, James Blake. What you not a fan or? No, well, this is your favorite. My absolute favorite. Yeah, it's the one I, uh, I go back to the I mean, most. I, yeah. I like this one, mm-hmm. um, but um, I mean, I'll let you. I'll let you talk about it because mm-hmm. I want to hear what you have to say about. It. I like this one a lot, but I do have a couple of things about it, okay. um, like that I wasn't like. You know that I didn't get or whatever, but you go ahead and and give your give your thing about it. Yeah. Well, if, first of all, I think outside of paramedic, I think this is my favorite beat, it, just because it has this uh, this sort of. I mean, the song's called Bloody Waters. I think it has this sort of water dripping slight uh, tendency, this sort of uh, sonic quality to it that I find pretty interesting, and it's a beat that I think most rappers would sound great over, but especially Absol fits like a total glove. I think of any of the beat to featured guest pairings, I think Absol over this beat is maybe the best. And here's the, here's the thing with Absol um, is I, I love listening to Absol because I never know going into a verse if the lines are going to be brilliant or just like pure dog shit. <laughs> it's it's uh it's like pandora's box of of hip-hop you you don't really know it, it, it could be a shitty line or it could be brilliant and the, i think it's the second line in his verse uh is uh you gonna meet jamaica i won't say yep. it i won't say it in patois and i'm like oh here we go this is <laughs> oh here we fucking go with this absolute yeah. bullshit again. I, wrote, I wrote that line down yeah because it's and i analyzed that line you gonna meet your maker or jamaica i won't say yeah. it in patois of course and and it's like there's nothing deep about this line the only thing about this line is your maker kind of sounds like jamaica doesn't it like that's the whole yeah, point. Right. It's just a. It's literally just a pun. It's not a double entendre or anything. It's just a pun. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this verse is gonna suck. But as it went, I think it got better. Uh, he has this line that I think is a pretty good double entendre. He says uh, something to the extent of, uh, "They draw to stick you for your figures. That's how they hang man. One being obvious, you know, the hangman. Mm-hmm. You draw stick figures, but also." Uh, you know, drawing guns to take your money or whatever. I thought that was a pretty good entendre there. Um, but yeah, when you combine Absol's verse with Anderson Pack's always colorful flair and James Blake's classically eerie vocals that I don't need you to change. You know, you get the yeah. little you get the little James Blake in there. I'm always a sucker for that. Uh, and it's it's just a weird combination of artists for a song that I think somehow comes out to work perfectly and again not to dwell on this but this is one of the few songs that doesn't have any semblance of kendrick lamar on it so uh but yeah Yeah. that's that's my thoughts on on that song yeah yeah um so i yeah i love i love 
attack on this thing. I mean, like, he's just, like, I don't know if I could ever get tired of his vocal delivery. I don't think I can either. I, I, I kind of got he's sick like of it. He's like the opposite yeah. of the weekend for me. Yeah. He's like, he does the same vocal delivery on everything, but I'll never get tired of it. If, if, I, get, if I listen to Chance too much, I'll kind of get sick of his thing. But not with mm-hmm. not with Anderson Pack. I, I I think he's got yeah. It, it's a more soulful and more endearing tone. Yeah, there's and, yeah. There's there's so much like there's so much like honesty and like authenticity behind it. It just sounds like he's just having a ball anytime he's recording stuff. It's, and it, like yeah. I I just like it, it's awesome. So yeah, he's always welcome on on any track. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm always a fan of that. Um, I. I liked, for the most part, listening to Absol, but, like, at first, like, I don't know. I mean, like, you know more Absol than I do, mm-hmm. um, so I think that you, you know, you know what to expect and everything. Right. The thing is, like, his flow and just, like, his vocal delivery is so choppy. It is very choppy, uh, yeah, and that's a preferential thing with me, is I just, I have yeah. to like that, but yes, I, you're absolutely right, though. Yeah, it just took me a while to like really get you know to to really get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's like I love his voice. Um, I think his his voice is great. The lyrics are pretty good on here. Um, he's yeah, he's got very hit or miss. I thought that uh, patois line. I thought it might have been a Drake diss. Oh yeah, for a second, but uh, but like now that you're saying that. You know, I'm like, probably just was a shitty line. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, real quick, just as an aside, I love Drake, but putting him on a Black Panther soundtrack would have been just fucking awful. A terrible decision. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, you get some, like, hotline bling on this or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, Absol, the way he... So... Yeah, I'll, I'll just go real quick. The way he flows, it's like... And it doesn't work a lot of the time, but when it does, I think it just sounds perfect. Is he'll kind of, it is choppy. He'll kind of lose the beat halfway through mm-hmm. a line, but pick it back up again at awkward spots. And when that works, it's like, wow, I could listen to that for a whole album. But he he does have some of the worst features in the TDE camp as well. So it's just kind of a. That's what makes him exciting. It's like, oh, am I going to get Control System Absol or am I going to get These Days Absol? So I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's kind of what I get with his flow there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I thought it was I, I thought it was uh, pretty good, but like, you know, like when I was first listening through to this, like this track, I'm like um, listening to Absol. I'm like, I, I was like kind of frustrating at first because it's that feeling of him like losing the beat. Mm-hmm. And picking it back, I'm like, oh my god! Like it's just like you know, <laughs> like it's just it's just enough to where it just sounds like he I don't know like he maybe doesn't mean to, and then he's like speeding back up to catch it again or something. Yeah, um, but like he has a lot of um, he he definitely has a lot of control over that. So I, so it, like it works in a way. It's it's really strange. So I'll give credit to him for that. Like he's, it's interesting, but like I, I at first I was just super confused as to what was going on um, <laughs> with his with his flow. And then the James Blake feature is great on here, mm-hmm. but I was like was questioning like why, 
Why James Blake? That's yeah. So on let's, the Black Panther. Cover. I was just. <laughs> I, I actually have a thought about this. So I, I normally don't isolate this out, but it it needs to be stated here that James Blake, I think, is the only white artist that you hear on this album. There's like white producers and stuff, but the only white mm-hmm. vocal is James Blake. And I'm glad you also kind of have a, a weird issue with this. <laughs> I was, I mean, like, it's a good feature. Yeah. And I like it. But I was just like, I mean, this is a, this is the Black Panther soundtrack. And like, this is like the whitest British dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like why him? <laughs> okay. So I, I, I thought of a replacement and I'm going to see if you can guess it, but uh-huh. similar style. But a black artist, he released an oh, album no, last I, year. I think I can guess it. Yeah, go for it. Sam Fa. Exactly. He would have been perfect yeah. for this, right? Like I know, yeah. Instead of James Blake, which I love James Blake, but, it, I mean, just, if you replace him with Samfa, you don't lose anything, and you can say that it's, like, an entirely black album, you know? Kind of like, Martin, yeah. you could have replaced Martin Freeman with a lot of other people, too, and Andy Serkis <laughs> if you really wanted to, but... Well, those two those two people are relevant in the rest of the MCU. Oh, are they? Okay. I, yeah, I'm not a big yeah, Marvel yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're, they're two characters that are recurring from uh, from the Civil War, so they, oh, make, they okay. make sense in that context, yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, but I know you haven't seen Civil War yet, so... Yeah. Before we get to, to final thoughts, I kind of wanted to talk about one track, or I was curious about your thoughts on one track that we haven't talked about yet, and it's a track I shouldn't love, but I do. It's The Ways with Khaled and Sway Lee. Mm-hmm. I, I was... It's just... It's the most... And I should have picked this up, but it's this really clean, mellow production that has this weird flair to it I, that's like the worst description of all time but it's 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 got this sort of caribbean feel to it but it's it's hyper clean and i should have guessed who did the production and when i looked it up i felt really stupid for not knowing but it's a bad bad not good beat and oh i didn't realize that. yeah right and of course it sounds awesome because it's bad bad not good but it's yeah. just it's a song i normally don't gravitate toward but it fits in perfectly in between 10 and ops on this album mm-hmm. it's just a nice relaxing break i've never listened to Khaled before but i really like his vocals yeah i i put that on here i said almost makes me want to like Khaled. yeah yeah and i mean because i I've i don't heard, know enough I've to heard. say either way but yeah yeah, I mean, I've heard, like, his big songs. I've heard a few of his big songs, you know, the ones that are all over the place and everything. Oh, okay. And, yeah. like, like I mean, like, his voice just, like, it's cool, but, like, on the, uh, like, from, from song to song, I just get sick of it, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, because it's this, it, there's not a lot of difference in that style. I, um, and it's very right. poppy, very like millennial pop, like hipster R and B kind of like, uh, you know, mix. And so, like, I was like, I like I, when I when I'm seeing Khaled on here, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. But then, like, he sounds pretty great on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, he fits in perfectly. It makes me want him to like. Now that you said that, that's bad, bad, not good. To go work with bad, bad, not good, and maybe try to make some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it made me realize, like, yeah, he's got a cool voice. He just needs to, like, work on changing it up a little bit stylistically. And I, I um, like, yeah, I like what you said about 
you know, or I don't even know if you directly said it, but I think you implied it, where like a whole album of Khaled might get a little too much. Yeah, and yeah, that's I, what I mean. And yeah. I guess that's the beautiful part about a soundtrack, right? Is you can get Khaled just for one song and be fine with it. Or like SOB and RBE, maybe if they released an album that just got best new music from Pitchfork and you listen to the whole album expecting to love it because of this one feature, you might end up being pretty disappointed and stop listening to the album after six tracks. That might happen to somebody. Uh, I mean, Just hypothetically. Yeah, just hypothetically. If you were like, wow, I'm excited for this, and it ended up being generic, like, I don't want to say rich homie Quan wannabes, but it's like, man, anybody could have made this album. That's a possibility. So... Hmm. So that's so that's my brief hypothetical thoughts on what could have happened if they released an album that inexplicably got a lot of praise from people. But uh, sounds that, oddly specific. Yeah, but. it's 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 really odd. Yeah, uh, yeah. ganging in stores right now. Um, so, <laughs> um, do you want to go to do you want to go to final thoughts or is there anything yeah, else you sure. wanted to touch on? Yeah, okay. oh, I was gonna say on on that track. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I was surprised by how much I like Khaled. I was not surprised by how much I didn't care for Sway Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I think I always forget that he's the Race Remmerd guy. I think I always forget yeah, that. Yeah, I, I always look him up. Like, I, like I, I know who he is, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, wait, who's Sway Lee? I'm like, oh, that's right, I knew that. And then I like go see Sway Lee. Like, I hear him on the radio, so I'm like, wait, who's Sway Lee again? <laughs> I, I liked Ray He's Schremer. so forgettable yeah. as a, he as a is. solo artist. He is. Honestly, I think of that song as the Khaled song, and then Sway Lee comes in. I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of would have just... <laughs> he's fine, but I would have just rather had more Khaled, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah. 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 Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into final thoughts here. Okay, who wants to go? Um, I'll go ahead. Okay. Take so, an initiative. I like it. Yeah, you know, you know how I do. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't delay the podcast for like a week or anything. <laughs> this we have to bring this up really quick because <laughs> we meant to do this the weekend after uh, after our Justin Timberlake podcast because we're like this this Justin Timberlake album sucks. We got to talk about something that we expect to like more, you know, pretty soon. Just to you know get our podcast back on the right track. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. The first weekend, I think it was like. You couldn't do Saturday, and I couldn't do Sunday because I was expecting family, but my family never actually came in, so we totally could have done it on Sunday. And then, like, you had an exam, and I'm like, okay, we'll just do it after your exam. And then yesterday, we were like, oh, well, this is a perfect day for it. And then, like, our time matched up to where it would have slightly overlapped with, like, the beginning of the Oscars. And so we're like, nah, just... No, not today. It's like, do you think we can get this done at that time? Uh, mm, uh, I don't. And it's like yesterday was basically kind of like a. Mm, I don't really feel like. Yeah, it was like I totally probably could have if I just designated all of that time and committed it to this podcast. But at the same time, I'm like, what's Nicole Kidman wearing tonight? You know, what, what's uh, what's happening on the red carpet? So, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, that, I needed to get kind of caught up on all that. Exactly, first. but you know, better late than never. Um, yeah. All right. Let's do, let's do final thoughts. <laughs> okay. So finally, we are talking yes. about this album. Uh, we we did it. We made it. Um, and I'm not disappointed by this record, but I'm not like 
thoroughly impressed by this record either. Um, I really wasn't expecting a lot. I got more than I was expecting, but not by much. Um, they have, I mean, they have some really cool standout tracks like Pops, um, like Paramedic, like Seasons for me, um, that reflect, they reflect like the Black Panther movie, mm. the aesthetic of the Black Panther movie, the cultural aspect of what Black Panther the superhero is, um, kind of like an empowering uh, album at certain points for like in, in black culture and everything and um, it's generally pretty pleasant but there's a lot of stuff on here that's very watered down uh, very kind of just uh, I mean there's there's a lot of stuff on here that's just it's good not great and it makes for um, most of the album turning out to be kind of forgettable um, so the biggest thing that I pull away from this thing is that Kendrick knows how to get people together. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows how to, how to, how to collaborate a great cast of people. Um, and he knows how to like, he knows how to, to, to bring together some really cool moments and maybe a couple of really cool tracks, but, um, and he knows how to how to make his people excited about stuff too, because I think people in general are really, um, ex- they were really excited and are still pretty excited about this record, mm-hmm. um, along with the movie too. So uh, you know, I think that it, I think that that's a good thing. It's 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 a good thing that this wasn't at least a bomb, mm-hmm. um, and he and he did provide enough really really catchy cool songs and 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 really um cool um heady kind of songs uh, enough of that for it to to be sold off as a as a pretty pretty good record as something that if somebody's like oh i like that record a lot i'd be like okay i understand that it's not my personal taste but um, i liked it enough to give it a six Ooh. out of ten Ooh. Six, um, six. <laughs> i mean the main reason i'm not like at a seven on it is because of like I mean, there's some stuff on here that's kind of uh, like, like "Pray for Me" is kind of laughable to you me. Won't pray for me. <laughs> and there's some stuff on here that's just like, like there's not a lot on here that's that that makes up for um for that. So it's it's a little bit less um it's a little bit less likable than I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting there at a six. Six. It's, okay. Yeah. All right, we don't get a lot of sixes on this podcast, you know. We don't. Not really. We usually yeah. either go like, like, man, this was dog shit, or like, we're like, <laughs> man, I really like. It's like seven or above, or like four or below. Yeah, right. There's not a lot of middle ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's what makes these albums exciting to talk about. Is uh, you know, for the most part, it's it's we're very uh, enthusiastic one way or the other. So, uh, but I I feel similar to you. Uh, my final thoughts. Um, it, it, it needs to be said again only because it's perhaps my biggest gripe. It is my biggest gripe, really. And every other minor gripe I have with this record can be explained by the major gripe. And it's that this soundtrack complemented a Disney and Marvel film. So a certain degree of compromise happened 
even if it was expected, it still happened, and I can't fully rule that out, even if I give it a slight pass. Uh, mm-hmm. For a significant portion of Black Panther, the album, that necessary balance of accessibility and uh, quote-unquote artistic merit, for a lack of a better term, uh, is achieved. That balance is achieved for the most part. Uh, however, tracks such as All the Stars and Pray For Me focus a little too much on pleasing the masses and not enough on the underlying complicated messages of both this album and the film itself. Um, and it, and it's not even Great that... Great point. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little more about that in the film review, I think. But um, the uh, it's not even that SZA and The Weeknd gave like poor performances on that track for me. I think The Weeknd was alright, and I think SZA was actually pretty good. Uh, in fact, I like... I love, actually, a, a vast majority of the featured performances here. Uh, special shout-out to Absol, Yugen Blackrock, SOB and RBE, who, who may or may not have dropped the most disappointing album of 2018 to this point, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Vince Staples was a great schoolboy. Reason on Seasons, I thought his last verse was great. Georgia Smith was also very good, uh, which I'm, I'm glad to see, as a quick aside... I'm glad to see her get more exposure. Everyone kind of knows her from Drake's More Life, but it was cool to hear her on here. I thought she had a, a good solo song here. Um, but yeah, strangely, uh, I was most disappointed by my boy Kendrick Lamar, uh, the greatest and most important hip-hop artist of our generation, I would say. I wouldn't consider his appearances on here to be uh, phoned in, per se, um, but I, I expected better from him. Uh, given this culturally important opportunity, I would have appreciated uh, Kendrick bringing his A-game from a penmanship standpoint. Uh, but then again, as, as I mentioned, how much of this is Kendrick's decision versus how much of this is Marvel wanting to reach radio accessibility? Um, I, I wouldn't introduce this soundtrack to someone who isn't totally sold on Kendrick Lamar as a rapper. Um, Despite that, as you uh, alluded to, this soundtrack is a great testament to Kendrick's ability to curate a musical project. Uh, He gathers rappers and producers from around the world of varying degrees of popularity, of varying musical styles, and somehow manages to mostly provide a pretty cohesive sound. I think the biggest counterpoint example would be going from the title track to All the Stars. That's pretty jarring. But outside of that, I think there's a pretty cohesive feel. Uh, A few songs here don't quite do it for me, but Bloody Waters, Ops, Paramedic, um, those are songs that keep me coming back to the soundtrack. So I'll give Black Panther, the album, the softest seven of all time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like that. It is it is a seven, but it is not like just dabbing just dabbing the seven on there. Right. It's like a you know, it's just a seven. Like it's not even a seven point one or anything, just a seven point oh out of ten. But that using our scale, that averages to a six and a half. See, we disagreed on this one. You thought it was like a six, mm-hmm. I thought it was a seven, so 
yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff here. Yeah, yeah, huge. We had yeah, huge bout right there. Like, just <laughs> like you gotta kid me, man. <laughs> a six? What? No. <laughs> it's definitely a seven. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, six and a half out of ten. That's kind of, I guess, a range of we recommend you check it out, but we're not uh, over the hill or anything. Or that's not the right phrase. <laughs> over the hill is like you're past fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's like <laughs> over the hill. We're not. Uh, uh, heel, head over heels, thank you. We're not head over yeah. heels. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend you check it out, but if you don't check it out, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I might, I might be over the hill actually. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so so that's that's our spoiler-free review of Black Panther the album. We have a little over twenty minutes here to talk about the film itself. The first for the Under the Scope podcast. Let's talk about Black Panther. The latest film from the MCU, that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. I think if you say MCU, people tend to think you're like you're a big comic book nerd or whatever. But I don't know anything about Marvel, really, outside of the first Avengers movie. So I did look at this movie as, uh, you know, I, I don't know how it fits in the canon or anything like that. I just went the in... Canon. <laughs> I, I just Sorry. went in as like a separate movie you know just i'm gonna go see the black panther movie you know i didn't even think of it as a marvel movie uh but i thought it was i thought it was pretty good what about you yeah uh i'm a big marvel fan okay um i love all you know all the, i think you know that i'm a, I'm mm-hmm. a big big superheroes comic guy um and i'm and i and i've been looking forward to this whole lead up the Black Panther going to the Infinity War thing for a while now. Um, so I was super excited for that um, aspect of it um, without even realizing, you know, the just the big cultural influence that that it really was going to have too. Um, but I, yeah, I, I loved this mm-hmm. movie. As a superhero movie goes, this is one of the coolest, cleanest, superhero movies with some of the best acting mm-hmm. that i've mm-hmm. seen uh since like the dark knight in terms of and superhero movies I, i'm guessing yeah yeah okay um especially as far as marvel superhero movies mm-hmm. go because uh because you know like i mean the dark knight movies like they kind of they're outliers because those are like those are films right those are like the christopher you know, nolan those, films you know like yeah. yeah exactly so it's yeah. like i mean it, it, they are technically superhero movies but there's so much i mean if you wouldn't like think of them as like oh yeah a superhero movie like you think of spider-man and iron man movies and thor um those are the movies right. i think of when i think of superhero so as far as that goes man like it was it one of the coolest mm-hmm. um like and and not um uh, as far as like all the cultural importance goes, and all of the uh, the the stuff around it was going on, you know, like the um, I I felt really really positive about how they how they handled it. It wasn't like they were trying to be um, in like in anybody's face about. Um, I mean, it was a Marvel movie, so I didn't expect it to become too political. Right. But I really like the way that they handled that because it's a superhero movie. So it, it, this is something that a lot of people are going to see. And they handled it in a way 
that was like not watered down, mm-hmm. but like and, and tasteful. Yes. And um, Great and word. and and they had and they had a. Um, but it wasn't like too abrasive either. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like just this. You're like it felt like you're just experiencing a different culture, kind of. I mean, as far as like for me and you, I'm sure right. because we're very white people. Who me? You know the, the actuary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, so, I think tasteful is a great word. Uh, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I loved I loved this movie. I thought that it was, and I, Michael B. Jordan's performance mm. um, was spectacular mm-hmm. um, as Killmonger, and uh, and he was he is a great villain. Good, it's just a great. It was a really great superhero movie, and I think it leaves a really positive feeling um, for you know all of the all of the real tough like. Like like uh, subjects that have been going on with race relations and cultural, you know, just everything. Like I think that it left a really positive note for everybody. Honestly, yeah, I think I think a lot of a lot of great points, and I agree. Uh, this movie is, I think, wonderful. Uh, but I think that the best takeaway, I think, from what you just said, and something I hadn't really considered, but you're totally right. The the way black panther approaches these racial issues is very tasteful it's very classy it's very accessible it's it's not you know shoo-shooing the political you know i I think they refer to martin freeman as a colonizer you know there is some of that in there you know and uh and uh michael b jordan's character killmonger and i'll talk about my thoughts on this a little more in a second, but he is maybe the most political character in the film. Uh, yeah, I'd say by far. But yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I just was. I was just making sure there wasn't some like minor character that yelled like, "Oh, fuck Trump" or something like that. You know? So. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, just at, like out of nowhere. Just... <laughs> right. But but oh, yeah. Trump's an asshole. But in general, it 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 doesn't explicitly say like. Oh, you know, well, the white cops, they're treating American black men terribly. You know, it doesn't come out and preach it, but it does have this undercurrent of, like, yeah, this is what's happening right now. In, yeah. In- yeah, I really, yeah, I really liked his character, like, the just the way, because, I mean, the way, the reason he was such a good villain is because of, like, his whole, like, his whole idea is, was to... Um, create like to use the resources that this 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 whole culture this whole like tribe has been using for this long to help like you know basically black uh, underprivileged youth and everything and help help to like create like a better world for them but he's going about it in like a genocidal way right so it's like yeah, that's not cool. But that's like why he was such a good villain, and that's why he like and and I, that was such a good aspect of the movie itself because it it brought up that idea mm-hmm. without without being like you know I don't know without being too much of like too polarizing to where you know yeah. normal Marvel fans a lot of normal Marvel fans would have been like well fuck this movie because it's just you know just the liberals you know, yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah. yeah so I yeah I 
I, I, I was very impressed by by that mm-hmm. aspect of it too. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to talk about that too because as you mentioned, maybe Killmonger's and that's Michael B. Jordan. Maybe his methodology isn't the best. You know, maybe his ultimate goal of just like, hey, that's you know, his ultra violent goal isn't basically like anybody that doesn't agree with me is going to be killed yeah yeah so that's that's not something i would agree with but it's it's very easy to sympathize with him which i think is a very interesting concept for a villain of a marvel movie a a lesser movie Mm would have made him just like oh he's he's the bad version of t'challa he's he's the shadow link you know he he, he's t'challa but in a different suit (laughs) But it's really just, yeah right yeah. But it, it's really a conflict of two reasonable uh, uh, mindsets toward you know racial violence, and I, I think they're both presented in fair lights. Uh, as far as Michael B. Jordan himself, it's a shame that we're not going to see him in. Uh, assumingly, we're not going to see him in future movies. He does die at the end. And that's yeah. a shame because I agree with you. If he wasn't a list already, he is now. I mean, that's just that. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he blew it out of the water, and 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 as and like for a movie that's as big as that goes, yeah. And for his reputation already behind him, yeah, he's got to be a list for sure. So charismatic, and uh, not not just him, but the three main women in this film, I thought were great uh-huh. as well. So that's what Shuri, who's like the brilliant scientific teenager, Alfred type yeah, of person, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, Nakia, uh, who is like the the spy, but also the love interest, she's good. And then uh, I think it's Okoye, she's like the the badass warrior, and she was awesome too. Like all of the yeah. women in this movie were, they were strong, they were smart, they were, they had a ton of personality. They weren't just like, again, I hate to use like a lesser movie would have just had Chadwick Boseman be like the all powerful guy, and the woman would have been like his his subservant, you know, like she would have yeah, been, or go yeah. or go the other way with it, where they're trying to make like an obvious statement about like women, right. women's rights and everything. So when like, so you have like. Uh, somebody say some like misogynistic lines or something like that and then they're just like oh what you know like a straw like, man yeah yeah right and i mean like that happened like occasionally but like in a in a funny way like, they had like funny good clever ways of, of handling that so i that was another thing that i really liked about it too was like the women in in the movie mm-hmm. were just awesome like they weren't they weren't like they weren't having to prove themselves all through the movie. They were just awesome women, right? You know, and that that was what I thought was so, so like it. It was really nice and refreshing to have that, mm-hmm. especially like with this movie because it was a really positive kind of way of being like, look, like you know, this is this you know you can be just okay with with yourself here. You know, it doesn't always have to be a fight against stuff. Right. So I'm I'm all for the the protesting and the fight against it, but I, I really like the positivity of it too. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No. It, absolutely. Like this this movie, though it is political, is ultimately a positive movie that I think is trying to. Yeah. And I, I kind of have a point with Killmonger that I haven't really seen represented a lot of places, but something I thought was a very interesting and well worth move by the director Ryan Coogler. 
a lesser movie during the scene where Killmonger beats T'Challa in that challenge and takes yes. over the crown mm-hmm. the obvious cliche thing to do in that scene is have Michael B. Jordan win off of some cheating bullshit or you know he like actually even though the fight doesn't have weapons he he sneaks in the use of a yeah, weapon or something like a like sneaky that. yeah just like a, oh you shouldn't have done that you're a villain no he beats him fair and square michael b jordan beats the hero fair and square yeah in, in like right. a real yeah, fight without weapons practice. and i thought that was just a great move you never see that i i thought that was very interesting i will say yeah that's yeah. a great point and he beats the shit out of him too oh, like, yeah it it's, wasn't there wasn't a lot of like that classic like suspense of like you know, like, will he, won't he kind of, yeah. like, extending the fight just for the sake of a fight. Like, he pretty much just beats the shit out of them. Yeah, it's, it um, is. And he yeah. kills, and he, yeah, and he kills uh, his mentor. Yeah, um, just, yeah, flat then, out. Yeah, yeah, just kind of a ruthless, like, yeah, just kind of a ruthless character, like, right there. Like, in five minutes, you just see kind of how, how, like, actually <laughs> ruthless this guy is. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was a really good. You're right. That was a good directing choice. And he's, I, I mean, Ryan Coogler and MBJ work together all the time, so it's they have a natural uh, uh, chemistry that I think shows itself here, which is part of why his performance I think is so great. Uh, do Do you have any negatives with this movie? Any obvious negatives or just like nitpicks? I mean, yeah, I mean, like there's there's like stuff here and there, like the you know cheesy lines and things like that. <laughs> what are so, those? <laughs> yeah, gosh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I mean, there's it's it's a Marvel movie, so it's still not like it's not it's not super artistic. It's not there's not a ton mm-hmm. to digest here. It's very it's pretty surface level, but I think that's like kind of the brilliant part of it too, is how they took these complex issues and they made them like very understandable and you know not not like not like oh i get it now (laughs) (laughs) you know like oh i understand the plight of the (laughs) african-american man (laughs) i've seen black panther i got it oh yeah no no that's gonna be great by the way is uh oh no i'm not racist i loved black panther no i (laughs) right yeah I saw it twice. <laughs> I had one of them sitting next to me the whole time. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's going to be some of that, you know, some of that bad. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I mean? Like it, it, it uh, I liked, you know, how it's not, it's, it, it, it put all that stuff kind of like in a way that it's is, is accessible to like start a conversation mm-hmm. um, more than anything else, or to just kind of like give uh, a surface level representation of what's going on. Um, so I liked, I, I like that and it's not super deep. So like, I don't really, I mean, there's always stuff to nitpick with it, but mm-hmm. like, you know, I think it's more important to just realize like, this is a superhero movie. So like an 80, what is it, 88 on Metacritic? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves it. An 88 on Metacritic is higher than the shape of water is on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. The Shape of Water is like infinitely a better movie. Oh, really? Okay. As far as as far as movies go, not infinitely, yeah. but like you know what I mean. Like it's <laughs> right. definitely like it's definitely like a better movie than like than uh, Black Panther is. Yeah, I'll I'll take your word for it. Just I haven't seen. But it. it's yeah, but it's deserving of the praise mm-hmm. because of how because of like what it was able to accomplish 
because like superhero movies are like the are like the pop music of movies now. Yep, yep. And that's kind of that's kind of my quote unquote negative with it. And it's it's only a negative in that I personally would have preferred it. But for a superhero movie, it makes sense, right? But this movie is a Marvel movie. It's very Marvelized, much like the soundtrack, where it's got the the classic story arc of introduce the hero, introduce the villain. Uh-huh. Uh, hero succeeds, but then the villain comes and knocks the hero down, but the, the hero ultimately prevails in the end. And yeah, you could right. see that coming the whole time, which dampened my experience in the movie a little bit, but that's my major gripe with it. Uh, all in all, I yeah. think it's it's a very good... Maybe the best superhero movie I've seen since The Dark Knight, I would say. Yeah, I think... I mean, yeah. I love... I mean, I think my favorite Marvel... I'm, I want to talk Marvel because I don't, really don't want to compare any of these movies to The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Marvel goes, like, as far as Marvel goes, like, the old Spider-Man movies with Toby or, like, Spider-Man 2 and 1 and 2 will always be, like... I think they'll always be my favorites just because of... They were great movies and because of that's the start of, you know, kind of my love for superheroes and then all that. Mm-hmm. But... This is objectively, I think, the definitely the best Marvel mm. movie I've seen. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, we, we yeah we we've got a just a few more minutes here, but I just kind of wanted to run through. I don't want to call them final thoughts because they're not very organized, but just some other stuff I had written down. Uh, Can we get a rate uh, Black Panther? Oh yeah, yeah, I am. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, a couple things, a couple points I wanted to make. One, just being, there are some very good individual scenes in this movie. Uh, my two favorite of the individual scenes, I would say, were the the very first challenge scene uh, between T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, and the, the leaders of the other tribes. You know, it's like, oh, who wants to take on the king? I thought that scene was awesome because it was very colorful with all the different tribes in their costumes, which are brilliant, by the way. Uh, I love mm-hmm. the the waterfall scenery in, in that scene. I thought it was uh, very lovely to look at, especially in a theater setting. Uh, so aesthetically, that's my favorite scene. But from a from a dramatic standpoint, I think my favorite scene is the one I alluded to earlier with the weekend song, where they're in the uh, the casino or whatever. It's a very James Bond esque yeah. scene where it's. Uh, uh, you know the the two different groups they have are the walkie talkies. Yeah, they, yeah. It's like yeah. oh, oh, I've got him over here. Oh, oh, we've blown our cover. You know, it's just a it's a great classic action scene, but it does have a lot of tension in it, and that's why I like it. Uh, but something I haven't my other major point with this movie, aside from the scenes, uh, something I haven't really talked about yet. But this movie is very you know culturally important and it's the last thing anyone wants to hear is another woke white liberal talk about how important this movie is but it but it is <laughs> right you know it's uh it's it's cool to see nba players like rajon rondo and harrison barnes uh taking you know black youth to see this movie uh it's it's kind of it's great for black youth to have a superhero that they can connect with much like wonder woman last year I think that's important. Representation is important. Uh, the underlying, the movie itself at face value might not be deep, but the conversations that it starts are deep. They're complicated. Right. The subject matter deserves all of the conversation. So when some people, you know, are like, "Oh, I'm tired of hearing about Black Panther," that's fine. But Black Panther is infinitely more important to discuss than, you know, something like 
Annihilation. I don't know why I threw that out. That just came out. Uh, but just, you know, or like Blade yeah. Runner or Shape of Water. You know, fine films, yeah. but right. something that has that this kind of reach is important to talk about because these are issues that are actually happening. And uh, uh, I'll just throw out my rating. Out of 10, I give it a fresh tomato, but really an 8. So. <laughs> you said really an 8? Yeah, an 8 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. I gave you like five minutes. So, oh, okay. sorry. Cool. I'm sorry okay. about that. Yeah. No, 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 that's cool, that's cool. I kind of took up most of the time anyway earlier. So, um, really love this movie. As far as the superhero movie goes, I was just absolutely blown away. I think that it's a it's a brilliant you, uh, brilliant example of what escapism can be with movies. It's like, it, it is top-notch art as far as what superhero movies can accomplish. Um, and if there was ever going to be a movie that should be worthy of coming award season for superhero movies, Black Panther would be an example of what you need to do mm. with these escapism movies. Hopefully that they keep it up in the future. So as far as that goes, it was great. Um, the cultural aspects of it were really well done. One, because of the, the positivity that I kind of felt with it. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't feel left out of anything i didn't feel um like i I didn't feel like like i was uh marginalized in any way just because Mm. i'm not a black person Mm -hmm. agreed um which you know isn't something for me to not like a movie but it's definitely something for me to feel like well i can't really enjoy it as much because i'm not a black person right so um i i appreciate it for that aspect and then i also appreciated it in the way of that, like, I, even though I wasn't marginalized, I didn't feel like it. It let it, it was it was watering down any of the cultural significance that it knew it had to present. So, um, Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, they were brilliant picks mm-hmm. for this movie. Chadwick is going to be a very important person in you know a very important person in this in this mcu Mm -hmm. um and uh and i'm really happy that i'm really happy with the cast and uh, that they had with this it was it was a really amazing experience so um i'm giving it an eight out of ten too okay so yeah um i think we agree uh cast is awesome the story is very good the costumes are excellent the acting is brilliant especially for a superhero movie uh average eight and eight Divided by two gives you eight. Um, so yeah, so ultimately, you know, we gave the album a six and a half. The movie we gave an eight. We recommend both, but I mean, if you haven't seen Black Panther the movie yet, then like, what are you doing? Why are you listening to us now? We told you this is going to be full of spoilers. So <laughs> yeah, damn it! Why did you do this? Yeah. So so what are you doing? Um, but yeah. So yeah, good good timing. We have just a couple minutes here. Uh, yeah, Black Panther, freaking awesome. Uh, the movie, the the album is fine. It's good. The movie is all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to make that distinction. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, Pat. Thanks for joining me. As always, I'm glad we finally got this one done. Yeah, uh, seriously. And then we'll think of what we want to do in the meantime. Though we do have a quarterly podcast coming up that we have a ton of very notable albums to talk about during that, and we'll try to squeeze all that in an hour and a half somehow. But um, but that should be a very interesting pod. We might do another one before that. Who's to say? But um, 
but yeah all right thank you yeah for, <laughs> yeah yeah I, let's let's uh i'm screwing up this ending so i'm just gonna end it thank you for listening bye bye <laughs>